Welcome to the Birdie and the Bees podcast. I'm your host, Alex Orr, aka Birdie. On this podcast, we talk all things wellness. We get into the nitty and gritty of it all. We're here to change the narrative and get the conversation started. So sit back, relax, grab a snack, and enjoy. There's so much to talk about. Body image, body acceptance, dieting, (laughs) diet culture. Oh my God, there's so much to talk about. Wow. Growing up, as far as when it comes to my personal body image, I didn't really pay too much attention to my body. I will say, like, my body changed a lot. Like, I was constantly fluctuating. And the one thing that I'm going to say before I get into all of this is that the way we see about our bodies, the like having a negative body image, it is all taught. It's not something that's supposed to be natural. You're not born with poor body image. It really comes from outside sources, from your peers, your family, what you see on TV and in magazines and all that stuff, that's honestly going to be the biggest effect on a person's body image because a child doesn't really pay attention to their body unless someone points something out. So like I said, I didn't really focus on my body ever. And then in fourth grade, I started developing breasts. I actually remember going brawl shopping. I'm pretty sure it was at Kohl's. It was. I remember going to Kohl's. It was on the top floor and went in the little kids section and I picked out these little training brawls that had a tiny little bow in the middle of them. And I remember feeling really awkward and really embarrassed about it. And I used to wear like not like tight shirts, but just shirts that, you know, were fitted. So those little bows in the middle of the bra poked through the shirt and it made it obvious that I was wearing a bra. This kid, he came up to me one day in school and he goes, is that a bra you're wearing? And I was honestly so embarrassed. Like I was embarrassed that he noticed and like it made me feel shameful. It made me feel shameful that I had breasts and I had to wear these when none of my peers really were having to wear them. Like I I was honestly one of the first of my peers that started developing before everyone else. And then that summer after fourth grade ended, going into fifth grade, I had got my period. I was very fortunate enough. I knew what a period was kind of. I knew you bled from your vagina at one point in your life, but um, I didn't really understand anything other than that. And it was funny because the day that it had happened was, it was a summer day. My dad was home with me, my brother, and our neighbors. And we were all hanging out. And we had just ate lunch. It was mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. My stomach was not feeling good. And so I thought, maybe I just ate too much. So I went to the bathroom and I saw that I was bleeding. So I was like, okay, I'm on my period. Like, it wasn't even, like, a shock or anything. It was so casual. I'm like, okay, I started my period. So I called up my mom very casually and said, hey, mom, how do you put pads on? And she's like, why do you need to know that? And I was like, well, I'm bleeding. Like, I started my period. 
And she's like, you're kidding. She thought I was joking because I was 10 years old. But it is just really weird when you're that young and you don't really understand your body and no one else is going through this experience with you. I was having peers point things out, you know, that my body was changing. Um, I started getting body hair. I remember in fifth grade sitting at the lunch table. I don't remember why I was by myself that day, but I was sitting eating by myself and there was one seat between me and this other girl and she's with her friend and she whispers to her friend and I don't know if she thought she was being quiet or she wanted me to hear but it was not very quiet of a whisper and she was like oh she needs to shave her legs and I remember going home that day locking myself in the bathroom and attempting to shave my legs with what I thought is how you do it um, so anytime someone pointed something out about my body, I tried to do something about it. I tried to make a change. I felt shameful of it because I just stood out like a sore thumb because I was developing breasts. I was gaining weight. I had body hair and I started having acne. And this was all while I was still in elementary school. That was really the start of me being more aware of my body. And so that's when I started kind of not eating. I was not eating breakfast. I was not eating lunch at school. I wasn't eating snacks. Like maybe I would have a banana. And then I would come home and have dinner because my family's very strict about family dinners. So I was like, well, I can't skip this. So I'll know something's up. So I ate dinner, but then I remember I would still be so hungry and I would sneak down at night and sneak food and eat as much as I can. And that's really when I started dealing with my eating disorders. And of course, I started gaining weight because of binging. And there was always a lot of comments on my eating growing up. Like if I went into the kitchen and eat snacks and there were comments of like, oh, what are you eating now? You're eating again. And that made me feel really shameful around eating and snacking and feeling like I needed to restrict. I just never really felt comfortable eating, never really felt comfortable around food in general. We also had a lot of diet type foods in our house. So we had a lot of those low carb, low fat kind of stuff like that. Like I remember going to the stores, I went to the grocery shop with my dad. There'd just be all these magazines on weight loss and diets. Like everywhere you go, you just, that was the talk. And it was all about like being skinny. Like the answer was being skinny, health equaled skinny. Like that was what type of image portrayed in my eyes. And so with all of that being said, I had just such a focus on my body and what I ate because of bullying, because of how I was raised, because of what I saw in the magazines, what I saw in movies and stores and everything among the sun. And what's so interesting about dieting, so dieting has been proven time and time again that it just doesn't work. It's not healthy for our bodies and it's not healthy for our mental health either but the thing about dieting is that when you restrict really heavily 
and you lose weight at a quick pace, your body will actually fight back and put you into a period where you kind of fall out of that diet. And the second you go off of the diet and you go back to kind of a normal lifestyle, you gain your weight back, but you actually tend to gain more weight than you were before you did the diet. And the reason your body does that is to protect itself because what happens when you're dieting is that it slows your metabolic rate down by a lot. So let's say, trigger warning here, I'm going to start discussing calories. Let's say on average, you burn 2,400 calories a day. So in order to maintain your weight, in order to put back the energy that you lose, you have to eat 2,400 calories a day. If you want to lose weight, you have to be in a caloric deficit. So you would drop two to 300 calories. That would be a healthy caloric deficit. But most diets are so restrictive that the caloric deficit is very low because one, you're, a lot of diets are cutting out big food groups, which can cut down your calories by a lot. Or two, the main goal is to lose weight as fast as possible. And so the bigger the caloric deficit, the faster you'll lose weight. And so let's say you're take your calories, 2,400 calories, and put yourself in a deficit of half that, so 1,200 calories a day, which is how much a toddler should be eating, not a grown adult. Let's say you're eating 1,200 calories. That's cutting your, your calories in half. Now, your body is not being able to put back the energy that you're losing. And so in order for it to still, you know, run well and still feel energized, it has to slow your metabolism down to the amount that you're eating. Hello, Editing Alex here. So I realized I explained resting metabolic rate a little bit wrong. There are four factors that go into the amount of calories that we burn in our day. So your resting metabolic rate will not be that total amount of calories that you burn in that day. It's only going to be a quarter of the factors. Your resting metabolic rate is basically the calories that you burn from doing absolutely nothing. It's your metabolism. But it does slow down tremendously when you diet. I just wanted to make it clear that your resting metabolic rate is not the complete total of amount of calories that you burn in the entire day. It's just a factor and it does impact you a pretty good amount. And that's why a lot of people tend to hit a plateau. They'll be losing all this weight and then all of a sudden they stop and they're not losing anything, any weight like they see for a whole week or even whole two weeks that nothing has changed. Their, their body weight is staying the same. And the reason is because your metabolic rate has matched your new caloric deficit. 
And so your metabolic rate has slowed down so much that it's now only burning 1,200 calories a day because that's how much you're eating. And what happens with that is it's kind of your body fighting against you and not accepting that you're eating so little and eventually you break and oftentimes you see a lot of people will binge or they just kind of you know fall back into what they were doing before and no longer doing that diet and so of course they gain weight and then your body tries to continue to gain weight so that it can bring its metabolic rate back up. It can fix the metabolism. It's not that the metabolism is broken. It's just that it's slowed down. But obviously, your metabolism doesn't want to be that slow. So it's trying to bring it back to a normal speed. And so you can see a lot of people who diet, especially people that are dying for long terms, that are doing these really quick pace diets, you can see that they tend to feel very fatigued and feel um, moody and maybe sometimes their period goes out of whack or they lose their period altogether or just all kinds of things. Um, Digestive issues will come up and the reason with digestive issues coming up is one, if you're restricting specific food, let's say you're restricting dairy and before you started that diet you didn't have any type of dairy intolerance, your body can develop a dairy intolerance because it's not, you're not consuming dairy. So it's like, okay, well, I don't need to produce these enzymes to break down dairy because I'm not consuming it. And then if you go off the diet and start consuming dairy, you're going to have some dairy issues. When you're coming out of a diet, you have to repair from a lot. You have to work to speed your metabolism back up. You have to work to fix your digestive issues You have to accept that you may gain weight. Like there's so much. Diets are so harmful. Not to mention diets actually put a lot of stress on your body because you're, like I said, your body is fighting against you and that's going to add a lot of stress. You're going to have your high levels of cortisol and that's going to really make your hormones fluctuate and that's going to, you know, make your hunger and appetite levels fluctuate as well. And everything's just going to be completely out of whack. Is it possible to lose weight in a healthy way? Yes, but I would always suggest if you are going to do it, have a professional and have a professional that knows what they're doing that isn't a part of diet culture because unfortunately there are nutritionists, dietitians, nutrition coaches out there that do give poor diet advice because they're attached to diet culture and fat phobia. And so making sure that you pick the right professional to be able to lose weight in the safest way possible. But diets, restrictive diets, have been proven time and time to not work. Biggest Loser is one of the best examples. Um, I forget the percentage, but I know it's like in the 90 percentage, like 90 something of the contestants who lost weight ended up gaining back their weight plus some because they go on these crazy strict diets in such a short time period. They lose like a crazy amount of weight in a very, very short time period. And it's super unhealthy for the body. 
and it'll just be this constant vicious cycle of losing weight, falling off the track, gaining weight, then having to lose weight again, and it's just awful, and you're just constantly fighting back and forth with your body. That was kind of what was going on for me for quite some time. For years and years, it was just back and forth with my body. I was big, I was small, I was big, I was small, and what was so frustrating, I didn't obviously pick it up at the time, but I, when I finally stepped out of that that picture, I realized that anytime I had lost weight and I was smaller, there were comments. There were positive comments. When I was larger, there was negative comments. People made comments when I was in a larger body negatively, but when I was smaller, it was like, oh, like you lost weight. And the questions would be like, what have you been doing? Or you look really great. You know, there were always all these comments and that made me feel like I was only worthy in a smaller body. I felt that if I was in a larger body, no one liked me. No one saw my worth. No one even saw me at all. No one cared for me. People probably thought I was unhealthy because I was in a larger body. You know, so many things. Like, that's what I thought when I was receiving these comments. And so I continued to fight to be in a smaller body body. And so that summer, I was desperate to make money. I really needed money. Um, And I also was like, I was ready to get a little bit healthier. And I did want to lose a little weight. And so I reached out to a family friend who was part of one of those pyramid scheme companies. And I started my own business with the company. And I followed the 30-day program where you restrict so many foods. Like at that point, there's so many foods that you restrict that you, you're better off asking what can you eat. It's It was really restrictive and it was for 30 days and you were supposed to lose like so much weight in 30 days. It's not healthy at all and they try to kind of call it a healthy lifestyle rather than a diet to make it sound like it's better when it's not. And that's the thing, like you you know diets are bad when companies try to cover up and say it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. Like they're aware that diets are harmful and so they try to cover it up and disguise it as something it's not to make it sound better. It's very manipulating to the people. This diet industry is a billion dollar industry. And they're making money off of people's insecurities. They know that women want to be skinny because society has said that that's the answer. And that's what beauty looks like. And that's what health looks like. And, you know, not even the fact of being skinny, but like diet, diet industry has made people insecure of cellulite and say, making all these creams and pills and to get rid of your cellulite, which isn't possible, when 98% of women have cellulite. It's a natural thing. It's a normal thing, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just crazy, and I can go on forever about how ridiculous it is. So anyways, I tried this program out, and I did it during the summer. This was the summer going into my junior year of college, summer before my junior year of college, and I had lost 50 pounds in the matter of three months, which is extremely unhealthy. It's really, really bad. But 
people started looking at me differently. People started looking at me like I was hot. And people started being nicer to me. I had guys from high school that never even gave me the time of day now trying to hit me up. Um, even my friends were like making all these comments like, oh, you look so good, yada, yada. There was so much like celebration between the weight loss. I remember even I had posts on my Instagram, like my weight loss transformation. And mind you, like this Instagram has, this was like just my personal Instagram that like people from high school follow. And I remember I, I never really got that many likes this photo blew up. This is like, it was one of my most liked photos and everyone was like freaking out now that I'm like skinny. And it just, like I said, it made me feel like my skinny body was more worthy than my larger body. Like I was more seen. I was more appreciated. I was all of a sudden more attractive, but I was still me. Like I was still the same person, just had a different shape body. And what I don't like about the fact of, like, the whole concept of celebrating weight loss is that there are so many different ways to lose weight, and most of them are harmful. And when we're celebrating weight loss, we're encouraging harmful actions. We're encouraging self-harm. You know, I was heavily restricting myself. And people were encouraging that. You know, when you're getting that celebration... It's like, it's like the fuel to keep going. You're like, okay, everyone is congratulating me. Everyone likes me now. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to push harder and harder and harder. And I didn't stop. And it just kept getting worse. It got to the point where it was like, started making really strict rules. Like I couldn't eat past seven. I couldn't drink certain drinks. I couldn't do certain things. I started saying no to more things with friends. And I remember like going to a football game and all my friends were sneaking alcohol in and I'm sneaking in skinny pop because I no longer can drink at the football games because I'm forever dieting in order to stay skinny for the rest of my life so that people would like me. And it's just started getting worse and worse and worse to the point where I didn't really have any friends because I pushed them all away because it was like, I can't live life because my life has become a diet in order for me to stay skinny. Because if I don't diet, I'll gain my weight back like that. I was so afraid of that. But what also kept me on this diet was that being a sick child, having a stomach disease um, can often weaken your immune system. And so I did get sick very constantly like a lot. I got sick a lot. Um, I had really bad allergies and I just, I always had a stuffy nose. I always had sinus infections. There was always something wrong. And so when I was like restricting all these foods, I wasn't really getting sick. Like at least I thought I wasn't, even though I didn't realize that, you know, I was bloated all the time and I didn't have a period and my hormones were out of whack. I didn't, I thought that I was healthy. And so that really was like, oh, okay, I have to keep going. And that is what developed my orthorexia. So orthorexia is 
it's not talked about too much, but basically it's a eating disorder where you're really focused on restricting a bunch of foods in order to stay healthy and prevent getting sick. So it's not really too focused on weight loss, but it's more focused on not being sick. And so I had anorexia, orthorexia together at the same time because I was restricting my calories and really focused on being skinny, but I also was restricting very specific foods to stay away from being sick. And since I had all these rules and stuff that eventually led to me dealing with binge eating. Within all this, I had a boyfriend at one point and he was kind of fat phobic and that didn't help. Um, he was really stuck on me being skinny. And so one summer, I was very desperate to lose just two pounds so that I could hit this unrealistic goal weight that I created in my head. And I tried all the diets. I was working out three hours a day. And by the end of the summer, I remember one day I was at the gym and I almost passed out. I was like, I don't feel well. I need to stop. And I remember I had to walk home that day from the gym. It's like a two mile walk. And so I walked home. It's like not feeling good. I came right home and took a nap and I'm not a person to take a nap. I went right to sleep. And I woke up not feeling well and I decided like I need to take a break. So I didn't go to the gym for like a week or two. I remember coming back to school, hadn't seen my boyfriend in a little while, and he didn't recognize me. I had like gained 10, 15 pounds because my body was just at this point where I was like fighting back and it was like enough was enough. And it was really awful because I had already had so much shame. Like I didn't quite understand why I gained weight. And I thought that I had maybe kind of let go of myself. Like that was just what I felt. And my boyfriend wasn't afraid to show that he felt the same. Like he felt that he, that I had let myself go as well. And that was really shitty. So I was really, really hard on myself. And that was the beginning of my senior year. And so that whole senior year, I was really focused on trying to lose weight and I couldn't do it because my body was just fighting so hard and was like, no, we're not doing this anymore. And I lost a lot of my friends and I lost a lot of respect from others. And my relationship started getting really, really toxic. And I just lost myself. I wasn't being myself. And all of this because I was so focused on my body image because everything around me told me I need to be skinny. And when I did become skinny, everyone cheered me on and everyone loved me more. And it was tough. Like, I just thought that was the answer. And that was the only way that I was going to have worth in this world. So I struggled with the eating disorders. I struggled with my body image. I was really, really mean to myself. And I was so like fixated on the way that I looked and how I ate. And it was just, it was really awful. So when I came home from college, I decided to just heal from, from those eating disorders and from my body image. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. It's, you know, there's a lot of pressure put on girls to be small. That is like the ideal thing is to be small. And what's so crazy is like every year the body type that society wants is constantly changing. Like the ideal body type has become a trend, which to me is absolutely disgusting. 
you know, if you look throughout the decades and stuff where it's like, this is what the ideal body type was in the 20s and the 30s, 40s, 50s, 2000s, you know, yada, yada. And like, I feel like when I was in college, the ideal body type was just skinny. Like that was the ideal body type. And now there's this trend of being thick. And I can't stand it because when they say thick, they still mean skinny, but just like not as skinny as the last ideal body type. Like now all of a sudden you have curves and you have a big booty. Like that's the thing is like, it's so focused on small waist, big booty. And every girl is out here doing every single booty exercise they can possibly do to meet this ideal body type. But it's like, how are we supposed to keep up when this ideal body type is constantly changing and we're supposed to keep up with this? And why are we all supposed to look like this type? Like, isn't the most beautiful thing about the world is that we're all unique and we all look different? So why are we all trying to look the same? Because I think it's so beautiful that we have a variety of bodies. When I started learning to love my body, one of the things that I had to do was reprogram what I've been taught. I had to unlearn what I've been taught about body image and about health and what is healthy and, you know, what my body should look like. I had to kind of unlearn everything that diet culture has taught me and learn, you know, what is actually healthy and what is good for me, what's best for me. And that helped me to accept my body. I also had to unlearn the fat phobia that I've been taught. We all have internalized fat phobia because society has put that into our brains that fat is ugly, fat is not healthy, you know, all these different things. And I had to learn like what was fat phobia you know, like how we were being fat phobic in a way in order to kind of not just accept my body, but accept everyone else's body around me. And I had to like be able to start talking to myself a lot nicer. Like we are so mean to ourselves, but we're so kind to our friends. We would never say these things to our friends but yeah, we say them to ourselves and it's so awful. Or even just certain things like understanding that the word fat is not an insult. Like we use that as an insult, like to ourselves, to others, like saying, oh, you're fat or, oh, I'm so fat. Or even I feel fat. Like fat is not a feeling. It's a state of being. It's like something that you have on your body. Like you can't I guess you, in a way, it's almost like you can't be fat or you can't feel fat. You have fat. And we all need fat on our bodies, especially as females. Females naturally have a higher percentage of fat on their bodies because they're, they need, they have organs that they have to protect, like our uterus. The whole thing of, you know, every woman has a pouch on their lower belly and we were taught that that's like shameful and we have to work to get rid of it, but really... It's actually underneath that pouch is our uterus. The reason we have that pouch, that extra fat, is to protect our uterus. 
And that's why you can't ever get rid of that pouch. Like, no matter how small you are, you have that pouch. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with cellulite or stretch marks or extra fat in certain part of your bodies. But we're taught that it is wrong and it's not normal. The percentage of people in this world that actually meet the body standards is 3%. Why are we trying to meet that 3%? That is so impossible. And if that 3% is normal, I don't want to be normal. I just want to be me and I want to accept my body and be appreciative of my body because my body does a million things that some people in this world can't. Movement. The amount of movement I can do is a privilege because there are some people that can't do what I can do and I am thankful for this body. I am thankful that this body is so resilient because it has been through a lot physically and mentally and spiritually. And again and again after again, my body has fought back and won. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I'm here. The only reason I'm here is because I have this body that houses my soul that allows me to step on this earth. But it is not easy to accept your body. It is not easy at all. And I had to learn that the hard way. I had to kind of fake it before I made it. I had to keep telling myself that I love my body before I actually started to believe it. And something huge that I learned is that had I learned to love my body first before losing weight, it might have gone a lot differently and maybe a lot better. Because when I reached a point where I was skinny, and even though I had all these people around me saying like, you look so great, you look amazing, keep up the great work. I still hated myself. Like their validation only lasted for a split second, like made me feel good for a little bit, but then I'd go home and I'd rip myself apart and I'd find everything about me to hate on myself. I still was like thinking I was in a bigger body. I was walking around like I was in a bigger body and I was shameful of that body and I hated my body. Because if you start to try to lose weight and you hate your body, you're going to continue to hate your body because changing your body does not change your mind, does not change what you feel about your body, even if it's a different body at the end. And I know I'm not the only person that has gone through it because I've heard stories and stories and stories of so many women saying this, like, yeah, I lost all this weight or I got a boob job, I changed my nose or you know, whatever, they tried to fix their insecurities through physical ways and they still were insecure because an insecurity is not a physical thing, it's a mental thing. And the only way to fix an insecurity is by changing the way you think and learning to accept it, and learning to appreciate it and love it. That was kind of what I had to learn to do. I had to learn to accept my body. And I'm at this point where, you know, I've healed my relationship with food I don't have any rules. Obviously, because I have a stomach disease, I do have to be a little bit cautious with what I eat sometimes. Um, but I don't have any like crazy rules anymore. I can eat what I want. I'm still mindful because I want to be healthy and I want to live a great life. So, you know, I, I still eat healthy majority of the time, but I also enjoy foods. And I can enjoy going out to eat with friends. I can go out to eat Order what sounds good on the menu, not look at the calories, not look at, you know, if it's a healthy option or if it's not, 
whatever sounds good, I pick it without even thinking. I'm just like, yep, that sounds good. That's what I want. And I enjoy the crap out of it. And I enjoy the company with my friends. And I have a good time. You know, if I'm, if I have a day where I'm not exercising, I don't restrict myself. I, I eat what I want to eat. If I'm hungry, I eat. Like, if I feel full, then I don't force myself to keep eating. If I want dessert, I'll eat it. If I'm not hungry, but something looks good, I'll eat it because it's like, why not? Because food is not just there for us to feel. It's there for us to enjoy. It's there for us to... Um, enjoy time with friends. You know, food can be a social thing too. <laughs> and I don't have any shame on my body. And don't get me wrong, I still have bad body image days, especially around my period. I think that's when I have them the worst. But, you know, I am able to cope through them in a healthy way rather than being really hard on myself. And they don't come around as much as they used to. It's like once in a while. It's not like every single day. It's most of the time I'm loving my body, appreciating my body. Um, I don't care what size clothing I am anymore. I honestly have every single size in my closet because clothing is always made differently. It doesn't matter, you know, if you think you're a size small, you're not always going to fit in a size small in every single piece of clothing because brands, the, t the article of clothing, the material, the even the color of the clothing, yada yada, it's all going to vary. You can have the same pair of jeans even from the same store, but if they're a t different cut you may be a different size in those jeans and that's totally okay like size doesn't matter and size doesn't depict your weight so just wear what fits wear what's comfortable you don't have to make your body smaller to fit in a piece of clothing you have to make the clothing larger so that your the clothing fits on you and you know you don't want the you just want to be comfortable you don't want to Try to squeeze yourself into something that doesn't fit. Sizing up is a form of self-care. I don't care what anyone says. It's a form of self-care. Self-acceptance. And what's so cool about not dieting is just living life. I don't think twice anymore. Eat an ice cream cone at nine o'clock in the morning. Okay, that's what I wanted. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever eaten ice cream at nine o'clock in the morning. I've definitely had cake for breakfast. Because you know what? I can eat dessert whenever the heck I want because I don't have any rules anymore. If I want to go, go back for seconds, I totally can. If I want to eat more than one dessert a day, I totally can. If I want to have a meal without vegetables, sure. Obviously, like I said, I'm mindful and make sure I do get my vegetables in, do get my nutrients in. I'm still eating healthy because not dieting doesn't mean not being, you know, 
cautious and mindful about your health. It's just not having food rules. It's not having any restrictions. It's living life, eating healthy foods while enjoying the other foods and just doing what you want to do and doing what's best for you and doing what makes you feel good inside and out. Allowing you to enjoy time with friends. Like I have rebuilt friendships because I have rebuilt my relationship with food and my relationship with my body. I feel the best that I've ever felt in my life in this body now. And is it the smallest body I've ever had? No. I've been smaller. I've also been larger. But I love this body. And I love my lifestyle. And it's just, it feels so free. It feels so liberating. The best thing that you can do is repair your relationship with yourself. Repair your relationship with your body. Repair your relationship with food. Drop out of diet culture. Diet culture sucks. They're making way too much money off of us. They're just a bunch of scammers. They're awful. Skinny is not the default to health. You can really be healthy at any size. It doesn't matter. Healthy is just being able to take care of yourself while also enjoying how you see your body is going to really depict a lot of things. When you're so focused on your body, you miss out on a lot of things. So to wrap this all up, I want to remind you that your body is beautiful and it's worthy as it is. Show up for yourself as you are now. Your body allows you to do so many things. I don't care if your body has blemishes, scars, rolls, stretch marks, anything else. I don't care because that's what makes your body beautiful and unique. Your size does not determine your worth. That number on the scale absolutely means nothing doesn't mean a damn thing. The BMI was created by a white male mathematician who knows nothing about bodies and was completely fat phobic. And he created those numbers off of men's bodies. So if you're a woman, white men's bodies. So if you're a woman or a person of color or both, it is not accurate. And it determines nothing. He what you want. Eat what makes you feel good. Eat your vegetables, but eat your chocolate too. Enjoy life. You are more than a body. You are not placed on this earth. Wrapping this all up, I hope that you all can find liberation within your body. Find a healthy relationship with food and learn acceptance and love and appreciation and fill your body with so much gratitude. Once you can develop a healthy relationship with your body and food and remove diet culture out of your life, you can really start to live.
I hope today's episode aligned with you, and I hope you all the best. And a little reminder, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, please show me your support by subscribing, and so you don't miss an episode. Don't forget to leave a review. I'd love to hear what you guys think and what you want to see in the future. And tag me on Instagram, at NourishBirdie, so that I can see that you've been listening. I'd love to see it. Thank you for all the love and support. You guys are awesome. Bye. Oh!